0: Super OP. Uh, excuse me. All right. I am just going to literally toss questions out there, and you guys get to answer them. That is my job tonight.
1: I love it. Oh, great. I love None it. None of us know about the uh, Ret battle engine, then.
2: What is Ret? A Ret battle engine? Wow. All right.
0: <laughs> Five. Okay, everybody be quiet. Go okay. for it. Recording live from the Haley Sisters Memorial Studios, straight out of lovely Elmont, Ontario, it's time for This Death Clock Has 60 Minutes, your unofficial warm Hordes news broadcast. It's 8 p.m. Wednesday night, the beers are cold, the news is fresh, and the Death Clock starts now. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Death Clock. Two podcasts in a row. And what? I'm
2: here for this one. Holy crap! We've managed all three
0: of us. It's it, we're back on the train, the wagon train of making
1: I, podcasts. I prefer it.
0: It's I scary. I like the
1: the routine.
0: Oh, the it, that's all it is—is is the routine for you?
1: Oh, that's one of the things is I that enjoy. What about we've it. become?
0: We've just, we're just yes, a routine. Yeah, it's comfortable yes. for you. It's comfortable. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like missionary, then doggy, then done. That's. <laughs> I don't even know where that was going. All right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> before we get too hardcore into the stuff, <laughs> I gotta introduce my co <laughs>
1: The cheese and the drugs. My <laughs>
0: exactly. On my left, you're right. The one and only Maelstrom. You're back. I'm
2: back. I, I don't know what I'm doing here. Yeah. <laughs>
0: hey, you played
1: more games in the last week, right? Than. Will has played in three months.
2: <laughs> it's true. It this is, is true. true. Yeah.
0: It's true. And we're going to talk about those games because you had some wild, wicked, fun some games. amazing wild, Super wicked games. And many photos of you hugging people came out of it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what I do. Good, good, good. Hug it out, bitch.
0: All right. On my right, your left, the one and only semi-automagic, hello, George hello. Schweitzer. Uh, George, it's good to see you. We were yeah. here last week. We talked about stuff. Sorry, Sorry we for the delay. P-day stuff. Yeah, sorry for the delay on getting that podcast out, but we'll get that out tomorrow probably. No, it's already uh, out oh, on Muse. Oh, it's, it's uh, out on Muse. Oh. Well, <laughs> I mean, it should be out in the feed by now. No, we'll figure it out. And uh, w- <laughs> one of our regular guests pretty much should just be considered a, a, co- uh, a co-anchor guest, a co-anchor. We bring him in. Our, our reporter in the field.
2: The new King of the North. The only. Oh, no, God, no, stop The one <laughs> no, no, and no. only
0: Matthew McNew, King of the North. <laughs> yeah, no, God,
3: no, no,
2: no, I'm just trying to summon Bubba. Yeah, just it,
0: it'll take him <laughs> seconds to hear yeah. that from, from legend.
3: So legitimately, um, all of those people posting that, are just like
2: stirring the pot oh, yeah. so hard. Isn't that what war machine players do? They,
3: <laughs> I think that's what
0: they do in between games. Yeah. Are you? Are you? You expected more from us.
1: I
3: mean, <laughs> I don't know what I expected. He, he
0: hoped. <laughs> he hoped for more. Uh, he hoped for more and got less. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight we've got a few things to run through. We're going to talk a bit about the guys' experience at TGX this weekend. Uh, we brought Matt on specifically because he did okay at that,
1: and he played uh, in all of them, so he'll be able to give us yeah, some idea.
0: Exactly, he'll give us some idea as to what happened there. Um, we're going to be talking some. Of, there's some, you know, big news coming out of PP this week. We've got the Ret CID, um, the Supreme Guardian. Uh, we got to see Woo. what that crap is going to look like. Um, Gen Con is coming up this weekend. And uh, uh, Crucible Guard has been released, and we've started seeing armies become reality. Uh, tonight's roundtable is going to be on the TGX. We're going to discuss what happened there. And finally, tonight's focus, we're going to talk about uh, getting better, uh, becoming a yeah. better player, even if you don't have a thousand yeah. people to play against. Yeah. So, yeah. Um Before we get started on the, all that... Let's uh let's just sort of g- go over briefly how everybody's uh, week was. Did anybody get any games since TGX in? TG- no. no.
1: No, unfortunately, uh, we had all, uh, I'd say a lot of us who took extra time to go to TGX didn't get any games in at the beginning of the week.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I unfortunately have been on the road for three months, and now when Monday came along, uh, I decided that I was going to go to Out of the Box on Tuesday, and then Tuesday came along, and it got shifted so, so we're working it out i'll uh, i'll hopefully get some games in next week i'm actually going to sit down and do some painting tomorrow because i finished my projects up early this week let's go over the news um ret cid now here's the problem that we have as moose machine talking about anything retribution we don't know any retribution players we don't play against Retribution I, ever.
1: I know a Retribution. A Ret, you know it a.
0: Doesn't play War Machine th- th- right now. It's not playing. No, <laughs>
1: Shane plays War Machine. Not okay. right now he doesn't. Oh no. no. Um.
0: <laughs> so I don't know. Let's go over to Matt because Matt's probably the only one with any intelligent knowledge on this. Matt, did you have a chance to look at the Ret CID at all? Any comments? Uh
3: yeah. So um, the Ret CID kind of went through a few phases where, um. I don't know so red had a few main problems before the cid um the problems mainly are model accessibility in theme uh, points costs and flexibility of your theme. so like uh as an example Dawnguard, which is a has dongard sentinels in it obviously is super good but um it has no flexibility in what's allowed you're like you have sentinels Invictors, victors and death stores so your theme ends up without like tools you're just like i play these three sets of models that's my entire army um oh hi becky (laughs) (laughs) and a
0: random becky appears
3: hi Hi. there's a dog (laughs) can you can you can we replace the host with the dog
1: yeah Yeah, yes well dog probably
3: has would have more war machine (laughs) (laughs) so anyways so it, it what ends up happening is that you end up with themes that are like mono directional, similar to how Kador themes work, is that um, they, they ask and answer very specific questions. So, what the CID kind of tried to do was change the mono direction of these themes. So, uh, in Shadows, you saw Strike Force gaining CRA and magical weapons. So, they're CRA blessed magical, which opens up the door for them to be able to, uh, to do reasonable damage to high defense models. Um, like, Rat 6 isn't impressing anyone. Um and like they're already Jack Hunter, so they kill jacks reasonably well. Now you can be shooting war beasts with Pow 20 C or something like that. Um so that makes the theme a lot more flexible, obviously. Uh additionally you saw their free points change and some like new solos added everywhere. The new battle engine for Rhett, the uh wave serpent. I mean sorry. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, Strictly better Seraph. Well, <laughs> Strictly the, better Seraph, yeah. I don't remember what it's called. Um the the gunny gunny floaty tank, yeah, um, yep. has like a bunch <laughs> of really cool flexible abilities. Uh, the problem, the main problem with it, is how it fits into the theme force it's allowed in. Um, that being Don Guard, um, mm-hmm. and you know, oh, my hello. Um, it's also allowed in a couple other places, but the the key component of it is, is it does bring guns to Dawnguard, Guard, which is really cool. Um, the trident, good call. Yeah. um additionally um death Stars got real real good real, mm, real fast like yeah, dual yeah. attack auto hitting guns on things they hit with charge yep. attacks all really good um so yeah i think the overall changes are very positive uh i know that a lot of rep players wanted even more things right like everyone wants more things to be changed <laughs> yeah. but um i'd say like start testing there and if you you know you find yourself unable to answer questions still you know maybe next time a cid comes around be more active yeah
0: um and as as we always point out with cid the the hardest part with cid is participation and then the weird offshoot of cid is people getting excited about things that don't actually exist or getting mad about things that don't actually exist <laughs> meaningful participation Meaning- is so, usually even harder yeah so it, <laughs> So yeah, and and we've had lots of the PP guys on the show, and they just yeah. keep trying to actually get people to participate and do and have meaningful games yeah. um, before you judge.
3: Start wishlisting, but well, that, I think that sorry, sorry. I think I think that one of the main things when we talk about CID is that people have this idea of what their faction should be, what should be changed, what models need, points reductions, added rules, rules removed, whatever. And when these models go into CID. People, the people that want these changes don't get involved or like if they do get involved, they fabricate stories and like you can tell real easily when a story is fabricated Mm -hmm. in War Machine or like something is just made to confirm a bias. So like if you think like this thing should gain two extra inches of range and it would be better that way, propose the theory and test it extravagantly, test it a lot and like chances are you'll get a response from Privateer Press about why it's not that way or they'll adjust rules. Um, I know when I was participating in the Crucible Guard CID, um, every change I wanted, I pretty much got because I tested it and proposed why the change would be good. Um, Like, be an honest contributor and chances are you'll get positive change.
0: Talking about uh, being an honest contributor, because I'm hearing a lot of um, information coming from all the uh, anger coming from a lot of factions and... A lot of happiness coming from one faction. Let's talk about the Supreme Guardian. <laughs> oh, yeah. So Supreme Guardian was re- uh, the, the, the rules for Supreme Guardian were released Yep. Um, for testing. I believe it was today. Yep. Yes. Um, yep. So, uh, yeah. Let, George, do you want to go through kind of what the Supreme Guardian is?
1: Sure. Uh, he is a I have all of the different types battle engine. He's a Scorn Exalted Ancestral Guardian Battle Engine. Um, obviously, we're talking about for Scorn. Uh, he has, what, 30? 30, 30 boxes. Yeah, 30 boxes. It's hard to tell on these forms. Um, and he's uh, Speed 6, Strength 12, Mat 7, Rat 6.
0: It's really not that hard. Under yeah. Damage, it tells you exactly how many boxes oh. he has. I haven't gotten that far down.
1: <laughs> uh, and in Arm 19, and importantly, Command 10. Mm. So that's a really huge bubble off of a five-inch base, uh,
0: especially when you start realizing what his big powers are.
1: Yeah. So um, he's a construct. Surprise, surprise. He's a defense. He has defensive strike mm. and uh, divine inspiration. So basically, he gets an additional die melee attack and damage rolls. Discard the lowest die of each roll. Signs importance <laughs> melee yes. attack and damage rolls. Yeah. So he has native signs importance. Wow. But. Don't worry, it's not called Signs Importance. No. (laughs) That way you can put
0: it. So it's stack. Yeah, Yeah, you can stack
1: things, yeah. Yeah. Um, Now, why his command is important is he has Soul Taker Gatekeeper. Now, I don't know what the differentiation is for Gatekeeper, whether that's just a special name for his. Um, But he gets Destroyed Model Soul Tokens uh, within command range, just like normal. And I assume he'll be affected by Zaltu and all the normal uh, soul s- snagging shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Um, and with those souls, he has Arcane uh, Vortex, um, which is like all the others, uh, model within three inch. But of course, again, this is a five inch base, yeah. <laughs> so within three inches is a lot of space. Yeah. Um, soul powered, so he can spend. Uh, Soul Tokens to make additional attacks. Um, And Vault of the Faithful, because, you know, why not be Menoth? Uh, During your maintenance phase, you can remove up to three Soul Tokens from this model. Turn one destroyed, smaller, medium-based, friendly faction, grunt warrior model to play for each token removed. Models return... Uh, with one unmarked damage box, replace the returned grunts completely within this model's command range. Which is most of the bore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, In formation and completely within three inches of another model in their unit. Um, standard returned grunts must forfeit their combat actions the turn they are returned to play. Not combat or movement, just, just Combat. combat. Uh he is a soul vessel so you kill him you'll get that one soul for 16 points. What, what. Uh, and um he well, has... not you o-
0: only uh, sorry not enemy models. Yes because he has soul ward. Right. As well. yeah. So only oh, enemy only models friendly people. Gain soul tokens right
1: from these models from models destroyed in this model's command range. He has the first reach 3 weapon I think yep. that they've done. So it's not a chain weapon. It's, it's just actually a reach just straight three. reach three.
2: It's a
0: big-ass sword.
1: Yep. It is. Um, it's a
2: what does he got to make thing. that fucking three-inch weapon ridiculous, George?
1: <laughs> well, he has Thresher. Yeah. <laughs> and siege well, Weapon. I- and Magical. Because somebody saw Cricks and said, "You know fuck what? You. you know what really fucks a a uh, Cricks battle engine? <laughs> a giant ma- guy with a magical sword that looks like it'll fuck him up hard." What's
2: the base speed on him?
1: Uh, speed six. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh
2: fuck. So,
1: so um, have you met all ahead. the speed buffs in Zaltu's uh, <laughs> yeah. list?
3: Yeah, I have actually. So, <laughs> so a couple things with this guy. He doesn't have Pathfinder.
1: No, yeah, first all,
3: that's weird. It's the second huge base, I want to say, without Pathfinder, the first one being a Wraith Engine, which has Incorporeal instead. Yeah. Um Second of all, uh he isn't the second model in the game that returns models at a one to one ratio. One soul per model returned. Mm-hmm. The first one being the Menoth Shrine of the of the Lawgiver. Yep. Um So there's a couple really weird interactions with how this guy works. Uh first of all, um, being no pathfinder is really awkward really really bad it means he can't charge over walls yeah um means that you have to be very careful with his placement it doesn't matter that he's speed six when he goes absolutely nowhere um his gun which is range 10 power 14 aoe 4 is pretty good and it also causes continuous fire just in the aoe um and a three-inch melee weapons new and interesting i guess uh, siege weapon on it is kind of awkward um thresher's fine Um, And then his soul cap is three soul tokens. Mm -hmm. So he does have a cap for his damage output. He will one round almost every Colossal in the game. Um, And uh, he's a Construct. So that's real cool for Zaltu. I mean, being casual armor 24 and being able to uh, buy and boost. Oh, he's not a warrior model. He cannot buy and boost. Uh, Or he cannot boost off of uh, Zaltu's
1: fury. He he has to use his own.
3: Yes, uses Uh Finally, the last cool interaction here um, is that he does have defensive strike, which is really dumb when you're trying to kill kill something and he just a three inch reach guy punches you over the line of your guys with signs of importance.
2: Yeah, um, I just want to quickly um, something was just said in the chat. <laughs> Regarding once again, uh, we the rest of the community complain that Scorn should never have anything good. I don't think that's what we're doing here. Um, I think it's really cool that Scorn is getting this super big, awesome, three-inch reach machine of death. Um, I don't. I think he's really good. I don't think anybody's complaining, not on this side of the board anyway. Yeah. That this model is not uh, reasonable. Um, but I, th- I think he's really good. But I don't think we're complaining that Scorn shouldn't have anything good. Yeah,
0: we want it to be good. But yeah. there's there's certain things that... This is CID. And usually yes. what happens is when, when they first put a model like this out, I found anyway, they tend to make it a little bit... Just tweaked a little bit on the overpowered side.
2: When they're starting off. When yeah.
0: they're starting it off. And and I think that helps because it helps to be able It's easier to draw something back <laughs> than it is to, you know... So. To push things forward. So, I, I don't know if it's overpowered. I got to see it be played on the table. Exactly.
3: So, I think that Soul Taker Gatekeeper is really awkward. Um, mm-hmm. So, okay. It has a 10 inch command, um, which is huge. Like, that's half the table, right? Like, 20 yeah. inches off of 25 inches off of, of a 5 inch base. So yeah. 25 inch Like, that's huge. Yep. Um, that's functionally you park it near the middle it, it touches the whole board and it just denies souls for your opponent like no souls for you um and then it returns models at a one-to-one ratio uh i don't know it's allowed in masters of war so you can return one set per one set that dies which is kind of it like it's all <laughs> really good yeah. um i'm not saying it's too good or too bad or awkward or anything like that i just yeah. i don't like when you have a one-to-one ratio per model that dies I feel like that was Convergence's thing with Souls and Enigma Foundries, and it was only okay because they were bringing back weird, awkward models that couldn't really do anything. But when you're instead bringing back Setradi or Immortals or other models that are actually super scary, um, it's interesting. Um, no Pathfinder puts a big limitation on it. Yeah, um, We'll probably see something happen, like it can spend a soul to gain Pathfinder. Or something like that. That would be my guess.
2: Is there any way, Matt, uh, for it to gain incorporeal in Scorn? I don't know Scorn well enough to...
3: Morgul 2 can give it shadow play, where it gains incorporeal during your turn. Okay. That is all. Right.
0: Well, there we go. (laughs) Any other... uh... George, nope, seem, you're, are you excited? Good. Are you excited about it? Oh, I mean, absolutely. are you gonna put him in with your Scorny McScornersons? Yes. And play it? <laughs> absolutely. Good. Um, so, so George I, is switching factions yeah, I again. I worry yeah. that
1: I am going to have less little <laughs> Scorny guys because I have to include big Scorny guys because I like having thirty immortals 30 on immortals. the table. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so yeah, this is another thing that's a really weird balancing point with it is that. It does occupy a really weird point slot in like the Zol list, as an example. It costs sixteen mm. points, which is roughly the same cost as Immortals for yeah. a full unit. Yeah. So it 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 replaces an entire unit in your list, which, like honestly, that's a lot of models to lose out on. It's eleven potential souls.
1: Yeah, mm, yeah. And eleven pal thirteen attacks or ten pal thirteen
2: attacks. Yeah, because you yeah. got the UA. So it has its its pluses and its negatives, like. Most war machine. I'm models. finding
1: that that uh, no pathfinder thing really weird.
3: Uh, I yeah, it's
2: somebody mentioned that uh, it was brought up to Will Pagani, and he said that it was done that way for a reason.
3: Yeah, so we we may be see we may see some changes to the exalted theme to like accommodate. We may see mm-hmm. some changes to casters to accommodate. We may see a new solo to accommodate, or it may just be the downside of bringing a speed six range three colossal yeah. scorn.
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean that's a thing. Like if you do it, speed six range three is pretty good, especially yep. if you have other speed boosts in your arsenal Especially with Thresher is there, on that one. Is level. there any other caster that gives away Pathfinder? That's no. the other no? No. Okay. All right. So uh let's move on. Uh Gen Con's coming up uh next week. Gen it is. so yeah. So Jason, you're excited about the uh
2: beer model? the beer model yeah Gen oh that's when they released the, the beer the thag, uh, uh we the don't know what it is as far as I yeah th- uh yeah i think that was spoiled during lock and load was it it's that well maybe it was the Monpoc model uh oh are they doing the a beer Monpoc grosh it's year? basically beer grosh it's like the cthulhu thing from monster apocalypse but it's drinking a huge keg of beer oh, that's funny <laughs> Ah, i didn't I <laughs> realize that They weren't doing a War Machine one this year. Oh, they probably are. Um, I'm not sure if that was... I remember Dallas showing it kind of sneakily during Lock and Load, so I'm Uh, not sure. We might have a different one for War Machine (laughs) as well. I'm not sure.
0: Uh, Crucible Guard is finally released. Uh, I mean, it's we haven't had it's a chance releasing. to it's, <laughs> it's releasing. It's releasing. We don't have it all yet. So we have, don't have it all yet. Uh, but people are starting to get their toys, and they're starting to put together their lists. Uh, and uh, we talked about this last week. Now the stores are getting the full release, and it's not going through. It's not gatewayed through. Uh, Black Heavy Industries. Black, yeah. Or Black Heavy
2: Anchor. Yeah. Black yeah. Anchor. Black, Black Anchor bike whatever, Industries. something or other. Bahi!
0: Um, that has a lot. Uh, hey. Brugger I Rush, mean. Yeah. Uh, we, have have we seen anybody playing Crucible Garden tournaments yet?
2: Thank you, Legionnaires.
0: Um,
1: no, I think she got legal uh, at T G X like the day before. Yeah. No, the week before, right? It wasn't uh, the Friday or
2: the the Friday of T G X. It was the week before that. There was
3: there, John John Henry Jr. was playing Crucible Garden. Yeah, at
2: the, TGX. yeah. There was the Army Box released on Friday, I think.
1: Yeah,
3: uh, the cast. the Friday before right yeah. okay yeah it wasn't that
1: Friday It was the it was a week before yeah uh it was that and Locke as the two casters right and was it good Crucible Guard yeah I have yet to play against it it looks very good um uh Matt do, have you played against it yet yeah right. I have Sorry. a lot of games with and against ha- them. have you played uh, against the final
3: set yet is what I should have said the final set the, the, the like, post
1: CID rules the post CID
3: rules yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um I mean, like, I have my crucible Guard on my shelf over there um, that I picked up at Lock and Mode. Nice. But, uh, yeah, they're super good. Um, they're like Signar or Mercs. They have a lot of flexibility. Um, the two casters that are out, Silvestro and Locke, are both kind of, like, paragons of specific archetypes. And they run them remarkably well. And even with the limited model release, they could field an army that's as competitive as any top-tier army right now. Wow.
2: That's pretty good. Solid. uh
3: they are missing some key components like mechanics as an example, Hmm. but like, they're super good. I highly recommend the faction to anyone looking to get into a kind of like assembly line war machine where to kill models, you have to apply this thing, then that thing, then that thing. And then like based on how based on applying those in in that order, you either succeed or
2: fail. Okay. Hmm. They're real cool. They sound cool.
0: All right, gentlemen, let's move on to tonight's roundtable because I know you're all dying to talk about your TGX experiences. Um, well, first off, <laughs> what is what is TGX?
2: Who are you asking? I, I don't know. Which one, uh, Tabletop which... Gaming Expo. There we go.
1: It's a convention that Scott Tellerico has been championing. Mm-hmm. championing. Championing? He also runs it. Yeah. And uh, I think the... The World Ender was at that as well. So yes. the finals of the World Ender
3: is at T G
1: X. Gotcha. Gotcha. So,
3: uh, so there was three game systems. Yes. Four game systems. There was War Machine, Warhammer, Forty K, Infinity, and Hobbit. Yes. Four yeah
2: Four game systems.
3: Four game systems. Um it was held in Mississauga, uh, Ontario. Um The the Order of the War Machine Tournaments, which is what this podcast is about, right, was LCQ Day 1. This is the last chance to qualify for World Ender. The team tournament, where the uh, top two-ish teams ends up being three, but that's an aside, get qualified for the World Ender. And then the World Ender is on the final day, which is a 16-man solo Masters event with some of the best players pretty much in Canada and a lot of the good ones from America as well.
1: Uh, A quick shout out to uh, Blackfire Productions who are doing The Hobbit. They're great guys that I have uh, had uh, a lot of good talk with.
0: That's the one that plays just like football where Rudy runs down the field (laughs) at the
1: end. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) That's going to make no sense to anyone. No, Uh, no, it totally makes sense. Everybody will understand the Rudy reference. All right, so um, let's (laughs) Let's, (laughs) let's talk about everybody's experiences. Jason, what uh, time did your experience what time? time did, what, what happened? Uh so <laughs> <laughs> what happened?
2: Uh so I picked up uh Marc Andre Leblanc at in in Canada about half an hour from where I lived, uh Thursday night around seven. Uh we got back to my place around eight. We played a game. Uh I yeah, lost surprisingly, um, really. <laughs> but I d- I gave him a good show. Well, I mean, I did good. <laughs> I did better than I thought I would. He's a very he's a very graceful. I'm winner. pretty sure he was playing with kid gloves. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to piss off the guy you're sleeping in their house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so we decided, collectively, for some reason, that we would get up at three o'clock in the morning and head off to Mississauga because it's a four and a half hour drive. And because Friday rush hour traffic and so and forth, and uh, we needed some extra time to get there. Uh, so, yeah, we woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I picked up George and our buddy Matt Houle, and we <laughs> headed off to Mississauga. It was, it was a long trip uh <laughs> early, early in the morning. Do you remember your games? Yeah, I do, actually, surprisingly, because I was not – Really awake, <laughs> uh, and not hammered <laughs> enough for this. And not, no, the bar didn't open till like eleven or something. It was terrifying. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so my first game was against a rather nice gentleman named Eric MacDavies, who was playing uh, Circle. Uh, I don't get to play against Circle that much, and I saw his pairing was Una Two and Bradigus, I believe. And I was like, well, okay, I have no idea what I'm doing, so I'll just drop Darkos because that's uh, Coven Darkos is the list I feel most comfortable with. I was also playing Denny One Scourge, but I had a bunch of the new solos that I hadn't played yet. Um, and I got topatued by Tuna because that's what Tuna do. Uh, even under Coven's feet. Wow. Yeah, so I couldn't be targeted with <laughs> outside of five inches. Still didn't matter. I still got <laughs>
0: tunas. So she just flew over there. Yeah, the stones
2: ported one of the birds, I think, and then, and then he ran another one to get the flank bonus, and it had hand of fate and gang. And it was just, it was. I still had like five focus on Egregor, so I thought, well, maybe if he gets one bird on me, I'll be safe. No, 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 no. I was not safe. <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> it was really bad. So um, I congratulated him on his very quick win. Uh, super nice guy,
0: and the bar still wasn't open. And the
2: bar still wasn't open. All of my games, spoiler, uh, only lasted two rounds.
0: Yeah, I think you played
1: less rounds than the entire. <laughs> I played four CGX rounds total. Then I think that yeah I played uh, eight rounds game total. Won. Yeah. Uh, so
2: my second game was versus uh, Jacob, Jason Lucas from Battle Driven, uh, which was just an awesome game. I love Jason. He's a super cool dude. He's hilarious. Uh, he was playing Menoth, he dropped Severius, and I dropped uh, Coven Darkhost again. And he mistakenly left an opening that a Wraith engine could fit into within two inches of Severius. And that was bad? And that was the end of that. I spiked the first damage roll. I think I rolled 665 on the charge attack, <laughs> left on one box, um, and yeah. Uh, second attack hit, and that was the end of that. Cause it was like dice plus three or something um so jason yeah he took it like a sport um i'm pretty sure he's got some words for me on the next episode of battle driven uh (laughs) or at least about you about me yeah um but yeah it was a really it was a fun game and jason's a great guy uh third game i played elaine wright from kingston ontario who's who's quite the card the infamous (laughs) elaine infamous elaine uh he's playing scorn uh he had Two casters. I, I I don't get to play against Scorn at all, so I had no idea what to expect. <laughs> he ended up dropping Zal. I
0: like that you specified he had two casters. Though. Two that, casters. He had two casters uh, in yeah. his list.
2: <laughs> he had two
1: he casters. had one. Like I, uh, I, think it, I think it wasn't DNC. No, you know?
2: no. no he still he had to have one? two for your list to be legal. Right. Oh, okay. Uh, he ended up dropping Zal too, and I dropped Coven Darkhost. Uh, because, again, that was just the list I felt most comfortable about. Turns out that that's a terrible list to drop. <laughs> um, I pretty much got tabled that game because, like, 40 Immortals or whatever it was. It's only 30. And 30, and, yeah, he had uh, Orin Midwinter in the list as well, so I couldn't even, like, couldn't even go for the spell assassination because he had still had all his power tokens, and it was bad. I think I think he ended up, winning on scenario like pretty handily just pushing you out of all the zones yeah pushing me out and i just couldn't like he pretty much tabled me i had very little left by the end of the second round um my fourth game was against andrew naren who's a super cool dude too uh he was having a rough day uh he was oh and three i think Ooh. Yeah. um, And he was playing Kador, Armored Core, and I feel pretty comfortable into Kador at this point. Really? Which we'll go into later. Um, So I just dropped Dark Host again. uh, And it was bad. Uh, He tried to do a a Rue Goldberg assassination and kind of bulldoze all my shit out of the way because he had the The bulldozing jack. Yeah, the tankers. Or the jack. Yeah, the jack. It was the jack. The Spriggan, I think. Yeah. Um, So yeah he ended up taking two free strikes and the second free strike he took he lost his movement on the jack oh and that was the end of that he just conceded after that but we played out anyway as if he had made it and yeah he the assassination wouldn't have worked he's the coven still had like 10 boxes i think total so yeah but those were my four games uh all great opponents uh super fun time nice
0: jorge what did, what did you play? Kator? Yes. <laughs> I'm yeah. surprised.
2: You're surprised?
0: No, I'm I not don't really. know why. No, I'm not at all.
1: Uh, <laughs> I played um, Vlad 2 Armored Core and uh, Butcher 3 Jaws of the Wolf. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Uh, this was my uh, second, third, and fourth games with Vlad 2. Never played him before. Uh,
2: he seems good. <laughs> seems good yeah yeah matt's just sitting there <laughs> that's like, like eyes closed I'm having me. a nap <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm here i'm here okay yeah um i had uh, i won't take a long time because we're going to we have to uh, push through here um but i got my notable games were i got to play uh, evan from arcane assist Mm-hmm. Mm. and he showed me what Locke can do <laughs> in convergence in convergence yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh which is Ooh. be amazing
0: so you're switching to convergence next week what do you mean next he week already he has. already has yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: um that's that's what that cast. Was I watched
2: that, like. and there was some major shit pushing going on
1: in that game. When you can, it was ridiculous. When you can run a redlined Primaxium fourteen <laughs> inches and then jackhammer it like <laughs> yeah. seven times. Oh or my something, god, it's kind of so stupid. Yeah, uh, it it was amazing. Um, I was lucky; I got to play a lot of different uh, people. I got to play Convergence, uh, Scorn, and Cador. Um, which was my last game I played against Hul. Um, and what am I missing?
0: Things and stuff.
1: No, I'm just trying to think of what my. What was other your first game? game,
0: game was? <laughs> um, it's completely <laughs> gone. Scorn was
1: riveting. Scorn was my first game because yeah. I uh, killed both. Uh, the tankers are good against huge bases, surprisingly. Uh, and they just tend to sort of melt off the table um yeah so it was uh it was a lot of fun i <laughs> yeah. i thoroughly enjoyed it and apparently i have no uh no
0: recollection of it that's all right because who <laughs> we really want to talk to about games yeah is somebody
2: matt. who knows what the fuck they're talking yeah. About. <laughs> <laughs> yeah not us
0: matt how did you do i i heard you you did you know okay
3: um (laughs) i i won the world ender uh my team won the team tournament and i lost to jake in the finals of the last chance qualifier uh it was a really good weekend um i had a lot of fun i played a lot of memorable games uh a lot of games that came down to turn seven second tiebreakers um or third tiebreakers did you know the fourth tiebreak is models in zones i didn't know that.
2: (laughs) i had no idea
3: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um,
2: Would be hilarious
0: if it's just a head count too, like models oh, and zones. oh, you have three models in the zone, yeah. like not points, just like
2: yeah, yeah, literally many a head count. That's
3: hilarious. Yep. Um, so funny stories from TGX. Uh, I shared a room with Jake, and uh, we uh, the night we showed up. So I drove up with a couple of my Montreal locals, and uh, we we got up there, we drank in the bar, had a good time. Um,
0: Somehow you woke up with Jake Van Meter Got it
3: Yeah, sharing a bed He slept like a robot It was kind of awkward I'm so jealous (laughs) (laughs) I mean Jason's been trying to do
0: that for years
2: (laughs) Years
0: Hey, Jake, want to go drinking?
2: (laughs) Um, uh, Moving along So
3: LCQ, I play a lot of really hard games Um, I end up playing Jake in the finals Where he just shit stomps me Um, I lost the role to go I won the role to go first uh, Give him second and he put me on a side where uh, there was a house and a piece of water that funneled my army mm-hmm. and meant that I couldn't contest his zone on Mirage, which means I automatically lose, which is bad. Um, so that game ended on, like, turn three. Wow. Um, the team tournament, I basically took all the easy games for my team. I was like, don't put me against anyone hard. I'm already qualified. Um, you guys have to win your way. I I, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't even think that. They, they carried me. It was fine. And... Uh, did
1: you tell them what the team was? for the team uh, tournament? My team
3: was Jeremy McClure and Greg Collinson. Um, <laughs> they're both from my WTC team. They're really good guys. Um, Jeremy, our team strategy for the team tournament was put the Hellmouths on the, tent, on the table that Hellmouths went on. Um, and it worked out. I yeah. think Jeremy won every game. And uh, Greg won uh, at least one game in the finals. I know that. I think he won the rest of his two. Um, I lost my game in the finals versus Chris Orr. With one second left on my clock, and collectively, like a minute on his, I lost by one CP on the bottom of seven. The one CP scored that game. <laughs> um, he killed my objective with a Blightbringer. That's how he won. Damn.
4: Um,
3: finally, uh, World Ender, my round one was against Jake once again. We played on a dead scenario this time, which gave me a huge advantage. Um, I was able to win that game uh, with, one, with three seconds left on my clock, and one second left on his. I win on... Army points destroyed, 11 army points. (laughs) Um, Round two, I bottom of one my opponent. Um, I played (laughs) against Cody um, from Buffalo, I think it is. Uh, He moved Striker about an inch too far up and got a Deathjack to the face. Um, The next round I played, Mark. Mm -hmm. Um, He he did a bad thing to me and fished Deathjack out from behind a building and killed him, bottom of one. Uh, but I just kind of ran Jackson to his face and one on scenario. It was fine. Um, and then round four, I played Billy Nichols, uh, in the finals of the world Ender. Um, it was a really tight game. I was super exhausted and definitely didn't, uh, play it as optimally as I could. Um, but I ended up winning. Um, he, he ran out of time, but I was, I was doing pretty well on scenario and, um, attrition. Like we were even on scenario, but I was going to take one of the zones at the very least. um, it was a really good event. I had a really good time. Uh, the hotel was really nice. We had like a really weird walled off like rest area with a couch and like a bar and stuff. It was really weird, uh, but also nice to have a place to just hang out that isn't your bed. Hmm. Um, besides that, uh, the travel there wasn't too bad. Really good okay. event. Recommended. It. I'm definitely going to attend next year.
2: So what uh, what lists were you playing, Matt? Uh, I played Denny
3: to black industries. Um, you can find the list on DGI or, mm-hmm. um, anything, any, I've taken it to every event. I think it's death, Jack, five slayers, two night wretches and a bunch of other shit. Yep. Um, and then I played scar three slaughter fleet with double marauders, double blood gorgers. One of the blood gorgers Mind. Mm-hmm. Um, my battle group was double reaper, single stalker. And you heard that right. Double reaper. Um, double reaper. Uh, Reapers are the jacks that have the drag gun. Yep. <laughs>
2: they definitely <laughs> are.
3: <laughs> they also have a two inch reach sustain attack weapon, which is what I took them for. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the kind of like thought behind that list was I'm just going to grind really hard and use my two inch reach to punch up over the back of my blood gorgers and marauders. Hmm. Um, which is super good when you're Matt nine power 18 or 20 with your chronic blessing. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I liked it a lot. Um, I actually got two drag assassinations with the list, which is pretty funny.
2: That is pretty good. Good go, Reapers.
0: Well, guys, that's TGX. If you have any other questions for Matt or any of us, you can always ask it on our Facebook page or find these guys on Discord because they're there 24 hours a day. George, <laughs> it's, it, it, it's time uh, for us to do... A, to gain a little...
4: Focus!
0: Today's focus, what we're going to talk about is getting better in a limited meta. Um, (laughs) Matt's done the opposite, which is he was in a limited meta and decided to get better, so fought the world. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, However, the Moose Machine crew here is, is, Mm. by design, we've become more and more limited. As we created the pub night and really started making that shine as a main part of our week, what what that does is it limits us to maximum two games a week yeah. uh, most of the time. Well, unless there's a tournament. Unless there's a tournament or we, if somebody gets a chance to go to out of the box or whatever. And it means our, our opponent pool is actually quite small. Because uh, mostly you're only going to get three to four tables in their tops. yeah. Um, and most times you're only going to get three people playing. And it's going to be with the same people every week. Problem with that is, as you know... No the problem with that is is you don't improve at a level that you want. If you yeah. get a ton of games in, go to a ton of tournaments, you're going to improve on a much faster scale. But let's talk tonight about um, getting better at, uh, w- with using the limited meta. So George, you've given us some notes on what this is about and and how to do it. Um, so I'm going to go over to you first is um, limited games that you can do to make it more impactful. So oh, t- how, tell, how me, tell me what that means. How to make
1: each game you play
0: impactful? Yes. How, how do you do that?
1: Uh, well, when you have a very limited amount of, uh, of games and or time, what you have to do is make sure that absolutely every game counts. Um, and there's a couple of things you can do that. One, uh, if you can do it, make sure you're playing against a really good opponent. Hopefully somebody better than you. Because you learn not a whole lot from a win, but you will learn a lot from a defeat. Uh, because you will see what you could have done, how you should have played. Uh, and often the person playing against you um, can give you a lot of help. Now, that's not always possible, especially in a limited meta. Uh, y- you know, you can always... what What is really great is you can always search out the shark. You can always look for whoever the best player is and try and play them. But another uh, really great thing you can do to make a, a limited number of games impactful is don't, um, don't take game state as uh, final. Th- I, I know that sounds weird, but what I mean is if one of you makes a horrible mistake and doesn't see it and loses the game immediately that's not a particularly good game for either person.
0: Um, pseudobite just burned you hard. He said, if you learn a lot from defeat, George, he, Oh, <laughs> he burned he himself. Burned himself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that would have been amazing. If he pseudobite, you're <laughs> supposed to burn George. Don't you understand how this so, works? Yeah. Matt, let's go over to you. What do you have some advice for getting the most out of your games?
3: So I think George kind of touched on a couple things here that are super important. Um, The first one is you have to make sure if you're playing a limited number of games, they need to be as meaningful as possible. And the way you do that um, is the way I practice for WTC, right? It's you rewind game state. If someone makes a mistake, you rewind it. Like he's like, oh, I put my caster here. And you're like, you go, okay. well, if you go there, I think I kill you with this. And then they're like, okay, well, let's rewind and put my caster somewhere else. Um, It can make games take longer, but it's important that you understand how things actually work as opposed to what happens. Making a mistake happens, and like you're gonna lose games to that. But getting a misrepresentation of a matchup because someone put their caster a half inch to the left when it should have been two inches to the right or whatever is not a good rep. Like you don't get better that way. Um, the second thing, and I think this is really important, um, is having a good time when you play. Um, if you're only playing two games a week, don't don't just sit there and be like. I gotta be the biggest dickhead and I gotta be the biggest <laughs> dick in the room. Like play the play your games, have fun. Treat treat the people you're playing with like your friends. Um We're all here to have fun and no one needs to be a robot when they play. Look like if you if you're not at least making some kind of inappropriate joke while you're play while you play, you're not doing it right. <laughs> That's true. Um
0: I don't think I even know how to play without making an inappropriate joke. I play <laughs> convergence.
1: And I mean like <laughs> that is turn- an inappropriate joke. <laughs> yeah.
3: Sorry, so, continue. I mean, like, tournament play has its place, and it's in tournaments. Um, but when you're practicing to get better and, like, you're trying to, trying to push yourself, you don't need to be a robot to do it. You just need to have a goal in mind. And, like, this is the other thing, is setting realistic goals for yourself. So, like, this year, uh, my first goal was to make WTC, which I did. And then I was like, well, I achieved my first goal. Shit, what do I do? Uh, <laughs> no, I guess my, my, my next goal is to win an event, like a, an international event. Which I did. I was like, "Holy shit! What do I do now?" Um, fuck. I guess I have to win a Masters. Well, well, I did that. Shit. I guess I have to qualify for War Machine Weekend. Oh, I fuck. I did that too. Um, and like, that sending goals that are maybe not not attainable in like instantly, but something you can work towards is huge. So like, if you're getting two games a week, maybe your goal should be, you know, so that you win both those games on Assassination, or win both those games on Scenario. Set a goal for how you want to win those games or how you want to play those games and achieve it. Maybe maybe your goal this week is to play your games in 30 minutes on your clock and see how far you can get. Maybe like all of those things, little steps, um, little attainable goals go long ways into improving your skill as a player.
0: So let's I, I want to ask you this question, Jason. Because you've had some experience this last weekend having to fight factions that you just knew nothing about. Right. Well, do you think it's more important to play a broader variety of players mm. or to play a broader variety of factions?
2: Ooh. Uh, that's a tough question. Uh, I would think a broader variety of factions would be more important. Uh, if you have no experience playing into um, over. Over half of the factions that you're going to see at a tournament, you're not really going to know what those things do uh, when you see them on a list in front of you. Uh, so you're not going to have any idea what what should I drop to play into that, uh, well, like yeah, I, I mean, mentioned to, with to, the to immortals.
0: Well, to call it back, you you literally said, well, you know, you you lost two of your rounds. Yep. Because mainly, I had, cause right from the start.
2: right? Yeah. Yep, yeah. Because I had no idea what to drop into a a two caster pairing that I'd never seen an affection that i've seen once in maybe two years mm-hmm. um it, it's yeah i feel like being able to play a variety of factions is or against a variety of factions is is important when you want to go to a tournament and not completely embarrass yourself
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh matt what do you think is that is do you agree with that
2: it
3: depends where you are in your like where you are in in war machine so i personally feel like playing against a wider variety of players is more beneficial because you see things that no one else will do like one of my big problems in war machine was that i was in my local meta right like i didn't travel anywhere um so like i was pretty good at war machine but i only knew what the people locally did so like even though i had a pretty good spread of factions I didn't really see the depth of all of those factions. And once I started seeing a wider meta, I started seeing how those same factions could work around problems. So, like, when you when you only have one Legion player in your meta and he only plays the same two lists over and over and over again, he like you get used to what beats him and what, like, his personal problems are. You stop playing against the faction and you start playing against the player. Um, so, but when you travel more, you start playing against the different tools the factions have. And, like, furthermore to this point, Jason, if you had asked any of your opponents what their lists do before the game, mm. I guarantee you all of them would have answered you. Right. If you had said, hey, uh, Scorn player, what does your Zal 2 list do? How do? I like? What are your threat ranges? What are the interactions I need to be aware of? What do you want to do on the table? I've, I've asked that question maybe four or five times across all my cons, and I've never had anyone answer me incorrectly or not answer me. Okay. Um, sometimes you get the hey here's my cards read it for yourself right um which is like okay sure i guess yeah but most of the time especially good players will answer your questions because they understand they want to beat you as a player not like beat you because you don't understand you don't the what rules. they're doing yeah that's fair um additionally i think that a really big point here is that um it's always best and like best practice i guess would be to play against the players that are across from you and not against the imagine like what you think they're going to do. So like you're playing against a legion player and he has this army in front of him. Just because you have a thousand games versus a legion player in your meta doesn't mean you can 100% predict what he's going to do. Mm. So if you're not super familiar with the player and you're not familiar with what his list wants to do or any component of that, just play the game turn by turn, figure out what he wants to do and do your best to beat it.
0: So I, I, this this that, is
1: that I f- I find that really interesting for two reasons. One is that um, I think too many of us get to the table with too many preconceived notions about what the game is going to be like. Right, you get to the table and you're like, ah, oh, I'm playing Kator, I'm never going to be able to chew through all that meat. And then you turns out you can't hit a Def sixteen Kaiyazi, right? Like y- maybe someone is playing in a different style than what you thought.
0: I I think I'm actually the opposite. I think I get more intimidated by my, my opponent. (laughs) Like I'm usually my, my problem is, is I usually game myself out. Like if I have to play Chris Orr, for example, which has happened, it's more of like, you look up, you have to play Chris Orr, and you're like, ah, son of a bitch. (laughs) And then that, I just game myself out at that point. (laughs) Um,
3: that feeling never goes away. By the way, it doesn't matter how <laughs> yeah. good you get at War Machine. Yeah. No matter, like the first time you get Jake, round one, you're like, ah, son of a bitch. <laughs> as, as, as as much as great as a, as much as Jake is a great guy, it never it never goes away. Like yeah. it's all you like. All you have to do is not let that affect your gameplay, right? We don't assume you're beat before the game starts.
1: As a really um, great example of that, we took with us a guy who has been to maybe two local tournaments. Local Uh, steamrollers. Yeah, yeah. local steamrollers. And this was his first big tournament. And he played against Orr. And he had Orr down to like... A minute on clock. A minute on clock before he timed out. Like uh, he, no, he didn't time out. It in, went to round in 7. In his defense, it went
2: to round 7.
1: in, wow. his, in, in seven.
0: Matt's defense though, he probably has no real clue that it that like oh, no. he's he's not into the legend party because he's oh, no. just oh, Matt. He oh, he's, he Okay. He
2: exactly knew who it was. No, Matt was completely starstruck by the fact <laughs> that Matt was there, Banky was there, or was there Jake was there, Bubba, <laughs> Bubba was, was there. there. Yeah. He was like, "I can't talk to any of these guys because I will literally probably shit myself." And you're like,
0: "You're like these fucktards. <laughs> I was yeah, like, I I come on. Just a bunch of douchebags, guys. I drink yeah, with yeah, those. Hot my- garbage. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I've I w- done lines of coke with those mother guys.
2: <laughs> I, I witnessed. I watched uh, Matt's game with Orr, and because I finished round two, uh, and <laughs> Matt, yeah, Matt. So. Me and George have been playing against Matt. This is not me, by the way. No, no, Matt Hool. Matt Hool. yeah. Uh, have been playing against Matt for probably five or six months now. Yeah. The only thing holding Matt back as a, an amazing player was he had that new player thing where he didn't want to sacrifice any of his models. And he would lose on scenario 90% of the time. So George and I were like, stop fucking doing that. Put a model in there. You're going to lose it, but it's okay because you'll contest and blah, blah, blah. Uh he somehow clicked in on that yeah. during TGX and he went he went 2 and 0 he went 2 and 0 right away then he got or and he gave or a really good showing like for a guy that doesn't play that much it was 7 points to 6 for or on on, the, round, on seven. round 7 with if if Hool had of hand of faded his conquest. I'm pretty sure he would have won that game. Wow. Yeah, like yes. it was super goddamn close. Yeah. So uh, uh, we're gonna have to wrap this up, yeah. boys.
0: Uh, sorry to say, because there's tons more that we could talk about in this one. Um, great topic. We'll definitely come back to it in the future. But George, mm-hmm. it's time for the lightning round. Yeah. Been so long. You it's guys haven't so done the lightning round I'm in forever. So oh, here we go, boys. Here we go. Now for the now for the serious part. The serious <laughs> part of the show. Super, super, super serious. Where I where I make lots of spelling mistakes and I can't read my own writing, <laughs> and then probably get the rule wrong. All right. So if you get uh, for guests of the show, if you've never been part of the lightning round before, ten of the hardest questions in all of War Machine. Or just some crap I made up while I was eating dinner, and uh, the our our three contestants will buzz in if they think they know the answer. Matt, of course, please also raise your hand at the same time because sometimes if uh, yeah these guys will drown you out. Um, I just hold it up the entire time. It was pretty. It's it's pretty much their tactic to stop you from being able to answer first. Um, and if you're playing at home, uh, yeah, just catch your own score. You don't even have to yeah. buzz in. Just try to guess the answer before these guys do, and then give yourself some points. Which you'll probably do. And the points <laughs> don't really mean anything. Currently, I believe the champion of the is Lightning Banky. is still thank Tim, you. Ba- oh, Tim yeah, Um You you're doing, You were doing better, <laughs> right? I will see how you do on this particular one. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the first question is, what do exhaust fumes do? <laughs> Jason?
2: Uh, they, like, center a... Uh, uh, three inch AOE on the, the model, and anything in that AOE takes POW 12. Incorrect. Yeah. Sure.
0: Incorrect. <laughs> Anybody else want to answer what do exhaust fumes uh, do? Matt.
3: Is, is exhaust fumes the rule from the Kodiak? If so, it's an AOE four that's a cloud. Oh, shit.
0: No, it is not the rule from the Kodiak. This is a Crucible oh. Guard rule. Oh. Uh, oh, from the Battle Engine Caster. And the, oh. it is when the model oh, advances I, during I normal move, um, friendly models gain concealment. I believe it's within three inches. I forgot to write down the. The inches.
3: Yeah.
2: What's the rule on the Kodiak? Vent steam. Vent steam. That's what I was thinking too, man. You were thinking of vent steam and I'm like,
0: (laughs) and I didn't even let you answer because you're gonna be like, causes death if I trap myself in the garage. Is it (laughs) a
1: foreign? Vent steam, yeah. Uh that's really good. Yeah, yeah.
0: (laughs) Question number two. What is the name of the Allegiant Order of the Fists stance?
3: Uh hey, Uh, Matt. Hey, uh shifting Shifting sands. It is yeah.
0: shifting sands. The shifting sands stamp. those things. Go, so yeah, kicky I was monks. Say crane. Fucking kicky monks. <laughs> what does Thag's two athank provide him? Uh, Matt,
3: a lesser war beast when he is damaged.
0: Uh, after leeching, he gains his fury and oh, fury points. Incorrect. Yeah, incorrect. I'll give you a point, Jason. Because I was ready to. Yeah, you were totally and he ready. Is totally yeah, stole I totally it from did. Me, yeah, son Yeah, there of you a go. Oh, no, I'm giving. I'm giving you. You know what? For that, I'll give you eight points. Eight <laughs> Thank points. Thank you. Eight <laughs> points to Jason. I'm taking back seven though, because you're a douchebag. That's fair. Okay. <laughs> Question number four: Soothing song has a cost of what? Uh, Jason. Uh, one. It does have a cost of one. Question number five: um, Druid mist riders carry what kind of weapon? Uh, George. A polearm. Uh, incorrect. Well, it is a polearm, but there's a specific name for this oh, polearm. you didn't arm. ask
1: me the name. Uh, you said what type of weapon? Matt.
0: Is it? A cleft staff. No, it is not a cleft staff. A Jason? A
2: cleft lip.
0: No, it is a bulge. <laughs> a vulge. A vulge is a type of polearm. <laughs> yeah, I got
2: a vulge right uh, now. <laughs> I'm going to frigging give <laughs> you a. This is the goal. worst lightning round. Question, question <laughs> so, number six. It is terrible. Question number
0: six. Hollow Holden's rifle has a range of what? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to get that one to Jason. 14 it inches. Is, it is 14. Um, volume fire does what? Uh, Matt. <laughs>
3: uh, it sounds like
0: a two. dying horse. Either
3: plus one <laughs> to hit against medium bases or plus two to hit against larger, huge bases.
0: Correct, Amando. <laughs> Question number eight. Hakar one is known as Hakar the bullet. Uh, Matt. Destroyer. It is Destroyer. Yeah. Question number nine. Chain strike gives you what? Uh, Matt. <laughs> 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 uh, I point for that, and I'm taking and it back because you sound like a dying horse. <laughs> <laughs> question number 10, which is not really a Minty Fresh question of the week because Minty has completely gone AWOL on me. Um, the Dreaming Harbinger's Feet. Is called what? The oh, Dreaming Harby. Dreaming right? Harby. What's Grim her Harvey. feet?
2: Yeah, Grim Harby. Grim Harby. The name of it?
0: The name of her feet. Eh. Jason. F- Skew. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's the same. It's the same as her normal feed. Yeah, it has the same name. It has.
0: So, so Matt, do you want to guess? He's quickly uh, scanning. He's like, "Come on, open up on War Room, you bastard!" Uh,
2: <laughs> it's something about light. I don't fucking know. Both hands. What? I want to see both hands Pantons of
3: martyrs. <laughs> no,
0: it is not. It's called "Walk Into the Light." Walk Into the Light. All right, everybody. <laughs> and the champion this week is. Matt! Yeah. Go ahead! Yay. Apparently, I missed all of those questions. There was a bunch you got, and then I took away a lot of points from everybody else. So, really... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Winner really, by default! Really, Yay. when we play the lightning round, we all win. So, you're all winners in my mind. Except for oh, wow. Jason. Um, So, continuing... <laughs> <laughs> <round>.
3: uh,
0: <laughs> <man>. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, we just have a couple of shoutouts to do. Uh, I'm going to... Jason, would you like to talk about your favorite gaming store?
2: I would love to. Out of the Box. in Ottawa, Oh, Bell's that's corners. much less awkward than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: didn't even Just so you didn't know. There's a sex store <laughs> <right>
2: beside uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, Out of the Box is awesome. They carry a one-to-one stock of everything, including all the newest models and releases. Uh, they also host local game nights on Tuesdays. You uh, miss
1: them carrying all the every paint known to man they now? carry every
2: f- paint known to man that's a all fact.
1: the gw all the pp all uh, the vallejo,
2: vallejo. Uh, they have airbrushing supplies they got compressors they got like if you if you're like even interested in anything to do with this hobby if you're listening to this cast chances are the shit you need is probably it out of the box and the
0: good news is that they do online orders they and do. the shipping in canada is free over a certain amount do you remember yeah uh
2: yeah. 50 bucks, 50 100 bucks, something.
1: something like that. And But under that, it's only like 12 bucks or it's something. It's $12, and yeah. you get it like the next day. Pretty sweet. Yeah. Go there, and check and it they out. they now have all the micro art studio bases. Yes. Uh, George,
0: yeah. do you want to talk about the place that hosts our podcast and gives us cool tokens?
1: Uh, yeah, Muse on Mini. Uh, they're, uh, obviously, we're on their feed. If you're listening to us statistically, you are uh, listening to us because it's we're on the Muse feed. Um, also, you uh, the tokens, the steppers. Oh my god, the steppers! I used I used the large base steppers about four times at TGX because anytime you need to get around a house, you are either stealing Especially, inches yeah. from yourself or stealing inches from your opponent. Especially if you're walking around
2: that house thing, to kill your opponent's caster. The <laughs> yep. last thing
0: any of us white boys need is to lose inches.
1: Exactly. Um, grab yourself
2: hey, some move lines. Jesus.
1: Grab you can't
3: go negative.
2: Will, You're never getting play. hired by Disney. Yeah. Like, never.
1: No. also, <laughs> um, I, I will uh, I will say this. They also produce some very good tokens and uh, widgets and stuff for the Canadian uh, WTC team. Right, Matt?
3: Hey, I got some shit.
0: It's time for you to do look your at, WTC team
2: at, shout out, Matt. There's
3: there's shit. You can buy it. <laughs> buy my shit.
2: <laughs> it's good shit. That should be. It has, that cana- should be it has nice. Canadian shit on it. It's and fast. we all know that Canada is best meta. Yeah. Canada yeah. meta is best <laughs> meta. Super strong.
1: That's why JVM <laughs> comes to it
2: now. Take so, that, Florida. So, uh, Canada WTC
3: has a bunch of stuff they can sell. You can contact Chris Orr for most of it. Um, I was just in charge of selling it locally. Um, if you need stuff, contact us. Place an order. We have zones, widgets, sticks, um, focus tokens, random other shit. Um, buy and, shit
0: and and if we buy it what happens with all that money that ill-gotten loot that sweet sweet lucre
3: uh it pays to send us to poland
0: Ooh, and we've been trying to get rid of you guys for oh you wait is it a round trip ticket uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no they gotta pay uh, for the way back <laughs>
3: yeah so i mean it's proceeds go it's fundraising right so anything you contribute helps to send the 15 of us to uh poland remember it is split 15 ways
2: yeah. So uh well you guys better that's do that. That's a good lot of widgets. There. That's what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. All right ladies and gentlemen, we're going to wrap it up for this evening cuz it is 9:02. Uh thank you to all of the people who joined us on the chat. Remember that we broadcast live uh, every Mostly. couple most every couple of weeks <laughs> we do a couple other shows as well on the off weeks as well as from time to time we have to take some time off. But We are back. We are loud. We are going to be doing this a lot more often in the next coming months, mainly because I'm not traveling anymore. Yeah, that's good. So that's it from us, everybody. Thank you, Matt, for joining us on the live show. Thanks, Matt. Tune in next week. George, hit that button.
2: Dice down. Oh, I didn't get my passport yet.
0: Moose Machine and This Death Clock Has 60 Minutes is a proud part of the Muse on Minis Network podcasts go online every thursday morning Working you can watch it. the show live every wednesday night at 8 p.m oh, eastern yeah. on twitch and keep in touch with us on our facebook page just I I google moose machine if you can't find us you're doing the internet wrong quiet? <laughs> man that was super sour
2: yeah was, the beer is good but it's really it was, good
0: uh, what's that called ghost ghost yeah by uh, collective it's one oh yeah it's weird ghosts I don't, know. I don't know enough about it. I just buy their
2: beer because